0: Welcome back for part two of episode 26 with Matt. If you haven't listened to part one, it's not going to make any sense. So, yeah. Enjoy.
1: So that was kind of... We got heavy there for a second. So right. I thought... Um, we'll bring it back. Well, I thought maybe, you know, this would be a good time. got some time. notes there? Uh, not, not notes necessarily, but... Um, I, uh, I just thought it'd be good to tell, like, maybe a goofy stories. Like, you know, a lot of them are some of the old bits that I used to do. I thought it'd be good yeah. to just kind of loosen things up a little bit with that. so Okay. Um, I think it's interesting, uh, just completely non sequitur, but again, I just think it's funny. I think it's interesting if you're, like, walking down the hallway at work or if you're in the grocery store. And, you know, like, you'll be walking and you'll be going one way and another person will be coming at you. And there's that, like, unspoken thing where you kind of, like, nod at each other.
0: Right. You acknowledge, like, Uh
1: what's up? I've never met you before in your life. You've never met me. Like, we're strangers, but it's just like, what's up? Like, Mm -hmm. cool. But if you're in your car and someone else is in their car and you accidentally make eye contact, both people dart away as soon as possible. Like, it's, it's like that rule goes completely out the window when you are in a vehicle. You cannot make eye contact with anybody. You
0: know, no one has ever said that to me in that way. And framed it that way. Like I always thought, like the car thing is like the Midwest look. I call it like the Midwest look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when whenever you're in the Midwest, if you're passing someone or someone is passing you, you are looking at that person. Once once y'all make eye contact, you're exactly right. Like turn away,
1: or if you pull up next to somebody. And, like, you know, like, you pull up, if you're at a stoplight and you, like, look right just to see, like, is anyone walking? And you happen to catch eyes with the person who's looking left to see if anyone's coming. Right. Immediately, both of you are like, oh, my gosh. Like, we accidentally looked at each other. Like, we're not allowed <laughs> to look at each other in our cars. If you were walking down a hallway or if you were in an aisle at the grocery store or if you were on the sidewalk, it's a friendly nod. and Like, hey, mm-hmm. what's up? Hey, yeah. what's up with you? But if you're in your car, it's like, oh, my gosh, what are we doing? Like, why, why would, why are why you would I look at, at someone? Yeah. So what I like to do. In those situations, is uh, I like to just completely lock eyes with the person. Like I don't turn. (laughs) Oh, so you're like a psychopath. Yeah. Well, and also what I'll do sometimes if it's really like awkward and they kind of keep looking, I'll just kind (laughs) of take my finger and just inch it towards my nose ever so slightly. Just kind of leave it right there. (laughs) And just make it
0: super weird. And
1: then if that doesn't get enough, I'll take another finger and go towards the other (laughs) nostril. This is a bit that's much better if it's in person. But like, yeah, just kind of have both of those sitting there. (laughs) My girlfriend tells the story. She had a friend's dad growing up, lost the tip of his finger. And so he'd always pretend he was picking his nose because he didn't have the tip of his pointer finger. So he just (laughs) held it up there. And, and I feel like I hope that I'm never befallen with like a, a malady, like a physical malady. Right. But if I ever am given a physical malady, like I lose a finger or a thumb or something, I hope it's funny. Like that's if I'm going to at least
0: make it funny. Yeah.
1: If I'm going to lose something like losing an eye, probably like losing an eye and having a glass eye that you could like pop out and drop on the floor. Hilarious. Like there's yeah. so many things you can do with that. Like, you know, losing like an arm probably not as funny. So like if, if I'm going to ever be disformed in some way, I hope that it's funny. That's that's all I hope. That's that's my goal in life is to never never ever 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 be injured in such a way, but if it just so happens that it's in the cards for me to be injured, I hope it's at least something that I can make funny.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the the other thing though is like when you're at the grocery store, like there's the nod. You know, the the yeah. Midwest acknowledgment. Um, that's fine. But what I think is awkward, and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, because I'm like super Midwesty. people will sometimes acknowledge me verbally. So I'll be walking past somebody I've never met before, and I'll do the nod, and they'll be like, hey, what's going on, man? Or sup? Or hey there? You know, like, again, never met this person, but they will give me a verbal kind of a, and when that happens to me, I like to tell them a random fact about my life. No way. Yeah. So the other day, somebody nodded at me and, uh, you know, was like, what's up, man? I was like, not much. Just here to buy asparagus as a green vegetable for dinner tonight.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Or like sometimes, like, and this has happened to me a few times, like sometimes someone will nod and I'll be like, 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 hey, man, like, I'm just like, hey, I'm like, hey, the chicken wing, the chicken thighs looked a little fatty today. So I ended up buying chicken wings instead. Just. <laughs> Something about my that shopping is, trip.
0: That is so Midwest.
1: Yeah. Just, I'm going to match you. You, We were supposed to nod at each other. I acknowledge that. You took it a step further, so I'm taking it two steps further. Forget this. Like, I'm going to tell you something about my day. I want them to go back home. Be like, how was, how was Kroger? Great. Uh, the chicken wings, I'm sorry, the chicken thighs were apparently a little fatty, according to one of the people I met there.
0: So I've never had that happen here but I have it in states where I, like, go west. It happens to me. And I don't understand why. Like, all the way out to California, it happens to me. And I'm, like, that – I'm not very Midwestern in that fact of acknowledging random people where I, like, give them a nod or, like, I say, hey, what's up or yeah, how's yeah. your day or whatever. I'm very northeast where I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I won't even nod back. I won't. I'll do the thing in the car where, like, we make eye contact and I look away.
1: And but you're you're not in the car. In the <laughs> yeah, I'm choices. not in the yeah. car.
0: I'm in the grocery store with you, and you just said, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, "Turn away."
1: So you have to understand something about about me, which I'm sure you kind of pick up on. So I actually I don't tell people random facts about myself because I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> I do it because I think it's awkward and I think it's hilarious it makes it to be weird. awkward. Yep. So when I was in college, it's just a funny story. I used to, uh, particularly when I was going to like stores with female friends. So Walmart's targets, grocery stores, whatever. Um, I used to, and I used to do it a lot with my friend, a Rouge. We would be at target. She'd be have to get something. She'd be like, do you want to go with me? I'd be like, sure. We'll go to target. So we're at target and we're just there. We have a cart full of stuff, you know, whatever she needed to get. I was just hanging out and I would just out of the blue, there had to be people around. I would just yell, what do you mean you're dumping me? And we were not dating. I cannot stress that enough. But I was like, what do you mean it's over? After all this time, I've given you six years and you're telling me and it's getting more and more heated because I just thought it was funny to watch all of the random people at Target look over at us and embarrass her in front of everybody. Because I was maybe I was embarrassing myself, but I didn't care. I thought it was hilarious.
0: So I get um i love that and i love the videos that i see on social media that get suggested to me of people doing random things in grocery stores yeah i saw this video i think it was today or yesterday this guy had like this little silicone like cylinder and he was like it didn't have a top but it had a bottom he was able to squeeze it in his hand just enough (laughs) that it sounded it made like a super loud fart noise like a whoopee cushion yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so someone had a, a camera and he would like go to the grocery store and like bend over and grab something on the bottom shelf and do it and just watching everyone's reactions hilarious
1: i like there's the guys who are like saying stuff and they're like no i'm on the phone you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean yeah. like he'll just he'll be like yeah, I I tap that. I would definitely tap that. And then like a girl turns like what? And like no, I'm on the phone. It's I'm on the phone. You know like
0: those are fantastic.
1: But but so I it's funny because like I did this before Instagram. Like I yeah, was yeah you doing, did it before it was I cool. was doing this like in in twenty like in 2008 like 2006 yeah. like this is forever ago like I another thing we used to do I called them um a mam bomb where you're um you're a Nile. And there's like a cross section of an aisle, you know, so there's like uh, the aisles and then there's like a crossing and there's an employee like in one of the aisles and you're at the crossing and you're there with a friend and you just say, excuse me, ma'am. And then you just dart off. So then the employee looks and you kind of leave your friend holding the bag <laughs> as if they were asking a question um, or uh, what's best is if you're doing it, I would, like. I had a friend, Nick, and he's this like real burly guy. And I would just be like, excuse me, man. And then I would dart <laughs> off as quick as I could. And the only person left is this, this guy, Nick, standing there. Um, and then, like, a few times he was just like, uh, uh, fuck you, Matt. And he would just walk off.
0: Why Why couldn't your friends just be like, "Ah, oh, that was just my, like, moron friend who just ran away. I don't need anything. Right. Go that, about your day.
1: That would have been a good way to deal with me but they were not quick enough to do that. And so it just like, cause cause they're not expecting it and it just completely threw them <laughs> off their game. And so they would just, they would just lose it. And it was just absolutely. No and I'm an aisle over like, like <laughs> quiet, just like looking at him, laughing my ass off. And then they would like start and be like, what the fuck's the matter with you? I was like, I don't know. I thought it was funny. It's like, and it was funny. <laughs>
0: Oh my God. So you're doing this way before everyone was actually putting it on the internet. And
1: yeah, I mean now that's the thing. Like I think, I think that a lot of what I did back in the day, like I, I don't know that I could have been an internet sensation, but like a lot of like, if, if there would have been, you could have had one, I could, I could, I could have definitely, sure. I could have been the person that started some of the, you know, those annoying reels you see where you're like, I can't believe anybody actually does this. Like I could have been that guy. I could have been that person that was like, Oh my God. Like, what is this person doing? Um, one time Sarah, uh, my girlfriend, Sarah and I, we were in Dayton and we stopped at a Meyer. Like in the evening, we were just there. Like we were in Dayton. We were staying the night, but we needed to get something. So we stopped at a Meyer. She's in line, checking out. I was like, I hate being in line. So I'm going to go outside and while we're in the store, the fire alarm goes off. So like all the lights start flashing, like it's going. Eh, 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 eh. Oh no! And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? So I'm I'm near the exit, and there are people walking up, and I decide to just dead sprint out of the mirror, saying, "Run for your life, <laughs> everybody, get out of the building." And these people are walking up like, oh, my God, like, what's wrong? It's like, oh, nothing. It's just a false alarm. You can go on in. Uh,
0: glad that that didn't escalate No, no. you being able to, like, be caught for inducing panic or something. Oh,
1: I thought that there was already a panic. The there's already go- a there's panic. The alarms are going off. Yeah. People are wondering what's going on. Yeah, no. I mean, it probably wasn't the best decision I ever made. But it, like, but it was it, funny. It was funny. And it was, like, it was like 11 o'clock at night, so there weren't that many people around. And I just... I just thought it would be good. So I did it. I don't know. Like, I don't really have a lot of filter on that kind of thing. <laughs> you just do it. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, when we talked about like the betterment, so we checked off um, the dating, you know, and the, yep. the bad string of dating that led me to where I am and even the bad first date I had with my current girlfriend and uh, it's a, it a great first date. It's a great first date. It's a great first date. love her to death. Um, we talked about the finding the friends and joining kind of the social groups and I don't know how I got you of all people, but you know, that's just, that's the, the best lo- and worst fact. Yeah, exactly. That's the lot. in life. the other thing, um, you know, when I was trying to fix things up is I, um, you, you got to find like the hobbies you got to find, not just like, you know, obviously I'm into like craft beers and, and bourbon. Cause I'm just a, you know, a middle-aged white guy. So that's what you're going to do. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, I also, I, I decided I wanted to cook, like I was going to learn to cook. You know, I was done kind of with uh, boxed boxed macaroni and cheese and, and ramen noodles. At a certain point in any, in any person's life, they have to realize that like the college foods need to go away and it's time yeah. to like learn to make stuff.
0: So the air fryer comes out.
1: That's where the, yeah, that's where you, well, I didn't have the air fryer at the time, but. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. But yes, you get the idea. That's where you start kind of doing that. And, um, you know, that's the skill that's the skill that you kind of learn because and 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 you have to learn that skill because you have to eat or you die um like that's just part of it so um you know you, you figure out you start easy it's like oh yeah take the ground beef and you just put it in the pan and then it's a burger <laughs> it's amazing look at easy that. peasy yep and then you're like oh we can uh, we can add some salt and pepper to that and then you're like oh there are other spices there's a all the spices that the you know that they would have di- they would have died for in like the fourteen hundreds. They're just, I can
0: just buy it at Walmart. Yeah,
1: they're just available to me in mass. Like I don't even know what these spices taste like or what they do, but I'm gonna find out. Like oh, what's in this nutmeg? Why I don't know. I'm cooking, you know. So you just you have to do that. Um, but, but nowadays, um, people, people do this thing where they like so. People like to take photos of their food. Oh yeah, it's a big thing. Huge thing. Huge thing. I I can kind of understand it when you make the food. I don't understand taking pictures of food at restaurants. You're basically saying I'm at a restaurant and somebody else prepared this, and I'm gonna take a picture of it and say, "Look what I paid money for today." Like <laughs> I I don't I don't understand it. You know what I mean? Like you're 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 taking. You're not taking credit for someone else's work, but you are saying, like, look at this, look at this thing I'm about to eat that I had nothing to do with, other than I have forty dollars. That's what you're saying at that point. I have forty dollars. I had forty dollars. Well, I'm going to not have forty dollars in a second after I pay this bill. (laughs) Yes, people like to take pictures of food either that they bought or that they made. And there's a there's a common phrase for people that take the, the pictures. It's called food porn. Yep. I don't know if you're familiar with food I, porn. I am aware. I hate the phrase food porn. Hate it. Hated it for years. I've always hated it. I don't I'm glad underst-
0: I know this fact now.
1: I don't understand it. So like is the idea, because like to me, the food, the idea is that the food is appetizing. But all I hear when someone says it's food porn is this food looks so good. I want to come. <laughs> like I'm going to jerk off to it. And that doesn't sound appetizing at all to me. 0% appetizing. 0% appetizing. And so I hope to you and anybody listening that the next time you see food porn you think, yeah, somebody is so excited about this food that they they decided to masturbate to it and that now it's no longer appetizing to you at all.
0: Yeah, the I mean, I understand why I guess it was called food porn just because
1: It's a picture, it's on the internet. It's a Any picture. picture on the internet must be pornography. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I get that
0: um but like that's like a recent thing it is very recent it was some it was it was a few years ago but like that's when it started being a thing and now everyone does this whole food picture thing it's
1: when the hashtags start you know it's it's yeah hashtag trending hashtag yeah hashtag (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag trending yeah but yeah it was like hashtag oh well It's a picture, it's on the internet, and it's like, you know, it's like really enticing, and maybe I've jerked off to it before, so we'll call it food porn, it's fine, you know, but it's just like, to me, it's just such a weird thing to say, I don't get it, like, why can't you just be like, here's a picture of some ribs that I smoked, they look delicious, or here's a picture of a really nicely done steak. Um, a well-done steak. A nice well-done, yeah. Well-done, <laughs> meaning whatever you want it to mean. It could either mean that it is overcooked. It is overcooked at that point. Yes. Or that it is properly cooked and that it is well done. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, There's uh, there's a thing I like to do in our said group chat that we mentioned earlier uh, that I love to send the pictures of the steaks that I cook while they're cut. Yeah, and show that I can do a perfect rare and medium rare, just to brag.
1: <laughs> so one of the guys, because one of the guys in our group text, which is which is amazing, and I won't say which one, but uh, you can if you want, but I won't say it. But he, uh, nope, yeah, we're not, we're not gonna give him the satisfaction. But uh, I, my favorite part is so he he served us steaks that were overcooked. They were overcooked. They were, and and then blamed us for eating them wrong. <laughs> Which is the best part about the story. He's like, Well, yeah, if you wouldn't have eaten your steak last, because as it was sitting on your plate resting, it I was like, the steak should not have like resting on my plate while I eat my mashed potatoes and my veg, like it should not have cooked to the point where it was well done. Like I can understand if maybe it went from mid rare to medium or or to, you know, something like that. Maybe. But for you to say that it sat on my plate long enough that it cooked all the way through, like that would be a feat.
0: That'd be amazing. That steak would have to be so hot.
1: I was gonna say, or the plate you served me on was like an actual hot plate, like it was still plugged in, right? Like to it's the like wall fajitas coming yeah, exactly. out at a
0: Mexican restaurant.
1: Speaking of those, um, I you know when you're at a restaurant and people order the fajitas and they're like on that sizzling plate, I I just want to be like, we get it. You want our attention? Like I don't care at all. Like your your dinner is now disrupting my dinner. Yeah. Um, I hate it when people order those. Um I don't actually hate when people order it. It's a delicious meal. I hate the presentation, like I'm gonna walk through the dining room. I feel like the servers take the long route to whatever table they're going to. Oh, like they I'm do. gonna parade around with this. The plate is very hot. This is careful, this cast iron is very hot. It smokes up the entire restaurant. Yep. Um it's ridiculous.
0: And, like, I'm that person that orders fajitas because, like, I love the meal. Yeah, it's delicious. Oh, it's so delicious. Good.
1: And I respect anybody who does. Like, I don't fault anybody for ordering it. Yeah. I fault the presentation that goes along with it. My
0: thing is, is, like, when they're parading it around, I'm like, you know, if it's cooler outside, can you parade it outside so it, like, stops sizzling? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's not so fucking hot. Well, that's the So thing. I can eat it right. immediately. that's
1: the thing. It's like, we're going to put this down. We recommend you don't eat this for another five to seven minutes. Yeah. Well, leave it in the fucking kitchen then. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah, don't I,
0: put it in front of me because I'm starving.
1: I'm starving. I've been waiting. I've been drinking margaritas. I've been eating these chips, which is fine. I mean, like that's yeah. the other beautiful. Now I'm thing.
0: gonna fill up on chips, and I don't even want the fajitas because
1: right. I can't eat it because you've you've now instructed me don't eat it for five to you seven minutes.
0: Eight baskets of chips.
1: Well, that's that's the beautiful part about going out to a restaurant. Um, like it, it's it's similar. Like Norm McDonald had a bit back when he was doing stand-up and i love i love norm 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 is one of the people that like if i were to say who are my influences norm's one of them because he's just amazing but he had this bit where he's like you know restaurants are funny he's like because people go to restaurants and like un- like when they eat their meal at home they just eat their meal but when they go to restaurants they're like you know what I, I want a meal but before i eat the meal i'm gonna eat a whole loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> And you never do that at home. Like, there's not a situation where you have your are like, I'm gonna get a whole loaf of bread out and eat that and then eat my meal. But when you're in a restaurant, you do. I feel the same thing's true though with um with Mexican restaurants, right? Like, I'm gonna go get my meal, but before I do, I'm gonna eat an entire bag, what equates to an entire bag of tortilla chips. Because anytime you go to a Mexican restaurant, they have that big scoop and uh-huh. they have that thing, and you know for a fact, cause you've ever watched how a bag of tortilla chips is filled up at the store it's a quarter full at best so if you were to just right. take that scoop you'd fill it up and you and like two other people at the table with you eat the entire thing and then say should we get another thing of chips yes we absolutely yes, should get another absolutely. thing of chips every time
0: i think they do that on purpose though
1: it, i think they do too but i also am kind of confused by it because i i'm still gonna order what i was gonna order so like I feel like, you know, if I was going to go in and get the burrito, I was going to go in and get the burrito. And, and I'm still
0: going to eat three baskets of chips. Right.
1: And if I take, if I eat the whole burrito and don't eat any chips, okay. If I eat three baskets of chips and take half the burrito home, it doesn't change the restaurant's perspective at all, other than the fact that they served me three baskets of chips. Right. And honestly, if the burrito's good enough, I'm not like going to stop going if they were like, hey, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't do those chips anymore. Like, oh, well, that's kind of a bummer. But, okay, I guess I'm just going to get this burrito. Like, you're not going to. Okay, I'm
0: just going to have, like, a normal meal right, versus I'm gonna eat like three a, bags of chips. Right,
1: I'm going to eat, like, a normal person instead of, yeah, exactly, having a bag of chips by myself <laughs> and then being like, I better wash it down with half of a burrito and then take the other half home and then have lunch tomorrow. Um, But also, I mean, let's be real. Like, I, you know, I have the inner fat kid inside of me as somebody who used to be very heavy, like, I'm also the person that'll take that half burrito home, and then on the drive, be like, "Well, it's later. I better have a <laughs> better have a bite of it while it's still warm." And then it's you know. Then I'm just that guy eating a burrito in my car, and if someone pulls up next to me and stops, I have to look over, and then I'm eating the burrito. So then I immediately have to look away, like we talked about earlier, because now, now at least I have I have shame, so I have to look away.
0: I think actually, you need to take the burrito in hand, and then take your two your middle finger and your pointer finger off and, and shove them in your nose and the burrito in your mouth at the same time.
1: That's classic.
0: I, I think you should do that next time.
1: Maybe I will. Maybe I will Like just take one hand. I'm at the stoplight. So take the hand off the steering wheel and just go put one hands worth. In yeah. The one's nose and...
0: going into the mouth and then the other hands going up the nose.
1: I so it is so you know, I've told a lot of, of ridiculous things that I do and, and people will be like, What my goal in anything well one, I, I like people to laugh. I think it's important for people to laugh. But two, I I have on several occasions in my life gone home and been like and I'm sure we all have. I'm sure you can tell these stories, where you've gotten home or you've talked to some friends and been like, You're never gonna believe what happened to me today, or you're never gonna believe what I saw today at the grocery store, or, you're never gonna believe like This guy, like, oh, I was at a Mexican restaurant, and this guy, like, you know, did this thing. Like, it's hilarious. Right. I want to be that story for somebody. I want to be that interesting anecdote for somebody. Like, they don't know who I am. But, like, a lot of people's lives are just, like, they go work a 9 to 5 at the office, and then they, like, have to go, like, pick up groceries. I want to be like, hey, honey, how was your day? Office was kind of boring, but after work, I was at Kroger and this guy randomly told me that the chicken thighs were too fatty and he was buying the chicken wings. <laughs> like, I think I want to be that person for that person. I want to give them that amusing story. It's like, Hey, how was your day? It's like, well, honestly, it was a, it was really interesting. I was at target and this guy broke up with this guy's girlfriend just broke up with him and he had a meltdown and just like <laughs> flew off the handle about it. I mean, I thought security is going to have to be called, you know? I think that's. I think that brightens everyone's day and gives them something interesting to talk about. I want to get to a point where I hear somebody telling me a story. And it's like, you know, one time a friend of mine told me this story about this guy who got broken up with at Target. And he, like, flew up the handle and would be like, that was me. That was me. That was me. <laughs> How wonderful. This is great. Um, That's a goal. That's a goal. And because and I think it just brightens everybody's day and, and makes them have a have a nice nice time. Everybody wants a story to tell.
0: Right. What if I told you someone we know very close to us is very very likely that person?
1: Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Dude, go on. I'd say go on. It's oh man. It,
0: I thought of this as as you were talking about. It. That's why I was like sitting over here cracking up laughing but like staying silent about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite stories and you know it takes like 45 minutes to tell. It's. uh,
1: Oh, (laughs) yes, I do know.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Someday I will tell this story on the podcast. I will leave it as a cliffhanger. The people who know love it.
1: But you're right because that and and this story takes place on the Vegas Strip of all places.
0: The Vegas Strip.
1: And it happens multiple times on the Vegas Strip, so there are plenty of people who will like tourists who are there.
0: Is probably two hundred people that witnessed this.
1: How was Vegas? Well, you're not going to believe not, this. Shit. You know, they say Vegas is one of those places where anything can happen. And let me tell you, I witnessed. And again, I'll leave it as a cliffhanger for you. It's not my story to tell. I wasn't there. But but exactly like those kinds you telling you're you're telling that story as somebody who was with the person. And it's funny. Yeah, and it's an exciting. Anecdote. Imagine
0: being those motherfuckers in Starbucks.
1: Imagine being the people that are sipping their coffee at Starbucks and witnessed what happened and are like. Telling their, telling everybody they know, like how was you were in Vegas? How was Vegas? You're never gonna believe this story. <laughs> and then, and then sometimes, again, even when I'm doing it with that story, you, t- I want to also be the guy who they tell that story. And it's like that didn't happen. There's no way this guy stuck two fingers up his nose at the <laughs> traffic light. Swear to God, he did it. No, you're full of shit. And it's just like. Yep. Yeah, I, it, I did. I thought that it was, was fun- me. I thought it was funny and it was, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and so I just went ahead and did it and, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I think that's important. You know, that, that to me is the one thing I learned. And it's not like, uh, it's not like from a, I, I won't do anything for a laugh. Like I'm not going to like degrade myself for a laugh, but like some people were like, well, some of that stuff sounds, per- it's like, I don't think that's that deg- like just being being kind of goof- you being, being, being kind of yeah being kind of yeah. goofy at the grocery store to people I don't know. Um, it's actually it, I don't want say it's backfired on me, but there have been situations. So um, I uh, I hate TJ Maxx. I'm sorry, TJ. I, TJ Maxx isn't a sponsor of this podcast, are they? Uh, no. OK. I just want to make sure I, I TJ Maxx to me is the definition of a store that exists that sells things that nobody needs. Um it is like just a hodgepodge of commercial art and just like just utter just nonsense. Like the fact that people are in there and spend. and I want to be very clear about this. I definitely have things that were purchased at TJ Maxx in my home. Um, I have bought things at TJ Maxx. I am uh, an American and I am uh, part of the capitalist machine. There's no doubt about that. I'm not, I'm not special and I am not absolving myself from it, but I acknowledge when I go to TJ Maxx and spend $100, like, I don't feel good about it. Like, later I'm, like, in the shower crying, like, with shame. (laughs) I don't feel bad about any of the other stuff that I said that I've done at traffic lights or in the store. But I feel like a piece of shit when I spend money at (laughs) TJ Maxx. So, like, that's where my values kind of lie. I like it. But, uh, so, you know, you're at TJ Maxx. And I was at TJ Maxx one time and, you know, TJ Maxx has one long line, big fan of one long line because you're not having to guess which line is going to go fast you're in one long line. But they have this thing where it's like register number three is now available. Please proceed to register number three. Um, I actually do the voice for the TJ Maxx uh, thing. (laughs) So that was that just so you guys, if you're like, that sounds very good. I was like, yeah, that's a side hustle of mine. Uh, Yeah. But people never pay attention.
0: No, the people at line, no, they, don't. they don't
1: pay attention. So they're just standing there. So I'm the kind of person when I'm in line, I want to be out of line as soon as possible. So if it's like register number three and the person doesn't move, like, Hey, heads up register number three. Hey everybody. Let's keep it. Let's keep an eye open. Hey, two, let's two's available. Someone's leaving it two. head down there. They haven't even said register number two, but someone's leaving it two. And so I'm doing that trying to keep the line moving. And I look back. And I see somebody that I work with, and she's with like a friend of hers, and she's like, he's our lawyer. Like at work. And I was like, oh, hey, Sue. Hey, Matt. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep the line moving. Yeah, I see that. Thanks. Yep. I'll see you at work on Monday. Yep. Okay. So sometimes oh, it backfires. Man. Normally, I don't know anybody. And the people I do know, I'm embarrassing them, so it doesn't matter. But in, in rare instances, it does come up where I, I'm I'm with people, and I happen to people that I, I just know from other walks of life.
0: So you probably are that guy for those types of stories. For some people, like, I'm
1: sure. I, I
0: just wanted to go shopping at TJ Maxx, and this fucking asshole, all I did was check my phone for a second. And he was and on he me. Was, on it, yeah, he was on it, so you're like also that asshole. like when the light turns green, immediately you're on the horn.
1: actually, so no, so that's the thing. so I have a I have a system. My view is, um, so if you're in a line of cars and you're at the the traffic light, and uh, it, the idea is that if the first car doesn't go within a reasonable amount of time, we'll talk about what that means in a second. It's the second car's job to honk at the first car for sure. It's then if I'm in the third or fourth car. So if I'm in, the, let's say I'm in the fourth car, the third car's job is to honk at the second car if the second car doesn't honk at the first car fast enough, and so on and so forth down yep. the line. To me, what I will, what my view is, if I'm the second car, my my standard is the light turns green, I take a breath, and I look to see whether the car in front of me's tail lights turn off or not cuz they have the brake lights on. Yep. So if the brake lights if the time it takes for me to acknowledge the light is green, take a breath and then look at the tail lights. If by that point the tail lights are not off, the 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 brake lights are not off. Yeah. I will reach for the horn. If I make it to the horn before the brake lights turn off, I feel like I'm justified in honking at the person. I like that. That's how I look at it. If But that's only if I'm the second car, because if I'm the third car, it's now I acknowledge the light is green. I look down to see if the first car's brake lights are off. And then I look at the second car to see whether the person's reaching for their horn. And if they're not, then I start to reach for my horn. And if (laughs) I get to my horn before either they get to their horn or those brake lights turn off, I am justified hitting the horn. And so on and so forth down the line.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i similar, I, but I don't do the breath thing, but I think it's about the same amount of it's, time. I,
1: it's not a true breath. It's just yeah. like I, I pause for a minute. So I'm yeah. not like.
0: All right. Yeah. So I'm at like if I count one, two, and like by the time I get to the T when I'm saying three, I am reaching for the horn. And as I finish the word three, and okay. those brake lights aren't off, uh, horn, mm-hmm. all horn.
1: I mean, cause I've seen, I've seen the, 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 things on the internet where it's like, I want to say, I want to apologize to the person I took like, what, like one tenth of a second of their life. And I understand that they're never going to get that back. Like I, I agree. I've seen people with too quick of a horn. Right. And like, that's give people a minute. Like if, if you're honking when somebody's brake lights are already off, like they're, they're moving. I actually had a situation the other day that I got honked at, um, I'm on uh, Henderson. I'm on High Street turning onto Henderson. You know, right there, right near the intersection. Yeah. There's a gas station there. Yep. And there's a green arrow. And Mm -hmm. I'm in the turn. I'm making my turn. But, you know, it's, like, real narrow because that part of Henderson's two lanes and it's, like, real, like, compressed. Yeah, it's sharp. You got to whip right around. So I'm taking a slow curve. Somebody honked at me. While I was mid-turn, because I wasn't turning fast enough. I've never had that happen before in my Interesting. life.
0: Interesting, And it's like a one lane at yes. that point. So, like, you now have control of the situation to go as slow as you want. I was going to say,
1: a, a turn that I thought was responsible... Yeah. ...turned into the slowest turn that anyone's ever... Ex- like... I think there was a point where I actually backed up during the turn. I don't even know how that, I didn't, I don't remember throwing it into reverse, but like, I feel like that must've happened. happened. Like it was the slowest thing, but I just couldn't believe it because I was like, I'm turning like, you know, I'm moving. Yeah. And you're also turning. So you're going to make the light. So it's not like, this is like one of those things where you're like, Oh my God, I'm not going to make the light. And I'm going to have to wait another 10 seconds and it's going to ruin my life. And I'm not going to be able to make it home. And, I'm going to hit my wife later because I'm just so <laughs> upset that I didn't make this light. You know? escalated I'm going to overreact terribly. You know, I don't condone that, but yeah. like, I feel like that the amount of urgency that was in this honk, like you felt like this person's marriage was dependent on, it, or you thought Jeez. like their livelihood. I could understand if it was like the Domino's delivery driver and it was 1997 and they were doing the 30 minutes or it's free guarantee. And it was like, this is a, this probably, worth of pizza is not going to get paid for if I'm late and you are ruining my, like I would understand it. And I would probably have stopped the car and apologized if that was the case, but it wasn't the case. It was just, I don't know, probably some guy named Bob who works in middle management that was just trying to get home. So he could eat his like dry pork chops. And I, I felt bad, you know, like, I shed a tear. I stood up. I saluted the flag. You know, it was a real rough go. Eagle sword. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I'd never had that happen. I also have a weird phenomenon that happens to me when I'm driving. Um, I don't consider myself a tailgater. You know, I don't consider myself, well, I tailgate at football games. But I don't consider myself one of those people that, like, rides behind people, like, overly. Um, And I I don't, like, I'm not going to say I don't speed. Like you know, I, the speed limit's a, a guide. Like I go, yeah. I go with the flow of traffic. Recommendation. But this happens to me. I don't know. if This is I've never heard of this happening to anybody else. Uh, I have had people who were so like, and again, I'm not right on anybody, but I am driving just keeping up with the flow. I've had people pull off to the side of the road to let me pass them
0: into the like the shoulder
1: into the shoulder. What? I've been driving down roads before, and people have pulled off to the side to let me go around them because they they didn't like something about my my driving.
0: Interesting.
1: And again, I, I you know you're gonna hear that story and be like, man, you must really been I, I'm.
0: You're not that aggressive.
1: Multiple car lengths behind them, like I'm I'm moving, but like I'm also like respectful, like I'm not gonna rear end them under any circumstance. But they must just be like it's probably best just to pull off the side of the road and let this guy go around. I, I, it's, and that has not happened to me once. That has not happened to me twice. That has happened to me more times than I could count where someone has like stopped. And I, I told my girlfriend that story and she was like, what? And she's like, I don't understand. And then one day we were in the car together and I was driving and she's like, what's this guy doing? I'm like, he's pulling off to the side of the road. She's like, why? I'm like, so I can go around him. <laughs> she's like, why? I'm like, because he doesn't like the how he doesn't like what I'm doing. She's like, This is what you're talking about? I was like, Yes, this is what happens to me. She's like, What the fuck was that? I was like, I don't know. I've had people pull off the side of the road, I pass them, and then they honk at me and give me the finger. Like, I'm like, You pulled off. I didn't tell you to do that. Like, I was content. <laughs> no to one just, was
0: controlling your car.
1: I was content to just be behind you, driving at a normal pace, keeping up with the flow of traffic. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's. I mean, to be fair, it is thirty-five, and you're going like thirty, but I'm okay to each their own. I'm not here to judge you.
0: So I've had a similar situation, but not that one. I've had I've had it happen a couple of times, less than a handful, um, where it's different circumstances, and I totally understand it. Where like I'm probably a little close to someone. Yeah, yeah. And we're driving through like a neighborhood as such where we live, right? Yep. And it's dark out, it's late at night. I'm close to them. And you know, it's twenty twenty-five through the neighborhood or whatever. And they're probably just like, you know what? Car following me late at night, not feeling good about it. Yeah. And I they can- just pull off to the side and they just let me go. And I'm just like, you know what? I probably understand where you're coming from as I just assumed yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. like, you know what? This probably doesn't feel too safe. And I, I make it my responsibility to get as far away from them as fast as I can within reason. I'm yeah. not speeding through the neighborhood. Right,
1: exactly. You know, like, I ran over six kids to try to get away from those <laughs> exactly. Like I, I, like, some of them weren't even in the way. I drove and I veered exactly. off to get them. Like, yeah. But,
0: like, you know, as they pull over and I'm passing them, I just, like, you know, give it a little rev. And I'm like, yep, I'll just. Get out of your way yeah. as fast as possible so we both feel safe. No one's gonna yeah. do anything. We're good. It's yeah. fine. No we're one's good. getting son of Sammed tonight. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, you yeah. know, hopefully we make it in our house and right. whatever. Exactly. Everyone's everyone's yeah. safe.
1: This is fine. You know, we're just out driving. I I've always kind of subscribed to the whole like automobile like drive like I'm just out like i I'm just out driving. Like I'm just trying to get from A to B. Yep. I am trying to – I'm not trying to, like, aggressively do anything to anybody. You know, I'm not trying to be overly slow or overly fast. I'm just out – if traffic di- – like, I – honestly, I rarely look at my speedo- like my speedometer. Like, it's one of those things. Every once in a while, I'll be looking down and be like, holy shit, I'm going 60 in a 50. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. like – because I'm just – moving along you know and, and and for the most part i don't see any issue with it like i have looked down before and been like oh my god i'm going 50 in the third you know what i mean like it's just it's it, you know oh that's reckless operation i better slow down a little <laughs> bit like so
0: i also just thought of this i have the opposite situation that happened to me you're as, the,
1: you're the guy that pulls off the road no, no.
0: <laughs> even worse i will be going in the fast lane at a reasonable speed and someone in the other lane on my right going under the speed limit decides it's a good idea to get in front of me for no fucking good reason at Cause, all. Because
1: they're like j- junior police and they're like, I'm going to slow this guy down. Like, I, yeah. better, I better get over there and... Hey, yeah. hey, I don't know if you know, but the speed limit's 65, and you appear to be going 70, so I'm going to pace car you a little bit. I'm going to just yeah, slide on over. Yeah, you know who
0: those people are? Those are the not fun kids that oh. you everyone had to experience in school.
1: Yeah, they were sitting at the uh, circle table. Back yeah. when I was in kindergarten, like rectangle table was sweet, circle table was yeah. a bunch of losers. Yeah. So I know, I know them. Yeah, yeah. they were awful.
0: They were, they were the tattletales. Like the, yeah.
1: reminded of the teacher that there was homework was failed to be assigned. Yeah. And just you know, probably.
0: or fail that she forgot that there was homework from last night right. that and everyone collect needed to it, turn it you know? in. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Weren't we all supposed to bring in? Oh, you're right. I forgot it. Like, shit.
0: Yeah. Oh man, those. That's that's who those people are. Yeah. Um not a fan. Not a, fa- not no, a fan. Not a fan. And like that is like reckless op to me, probably not in the fucking cop well, size, but the like thing, right? that like- is like you're getting over for no reason in front of me and you can clearly look for 2 seconds in your rearview mirror that I am going faster than you and you just decide, "Hey, I want this guy" His front bumper to be right next to my back bumper
1: you know it's funny you say that so like you know i feel like the big ticket for for driving is the speeding ticket you know yeah. what i mean like oh i got a speeding ticket oh i got a speeding ticket for sure to me the the pet peeve i have driving that i wish cops would enforce it's when fucking uh just absolutely inconsiderate assholes when they pull into an intersection when there's a red light and block the intersection. Oh yeah. If I were a cop, I would ticket that I'd ticket that like a motherfucker. Like if you if you ended up dead in the intersection and made it where these other cars couldn't go on the crossing yep. path, I'd be, here's your ticket. I took a picture of your license plate, you're getting a ticket. Like yep. I would that's the behavior. Somebody going five miles over to keep up with the flow of traffic, who gives a shit? Somebody blocking the intersection and keeping the rest of traffic from moving so that now that backs up and gets worse so now the other side backs up and gets worse. Yep. That's the people in society that we all need to rally against. Like, we need to get out there and get these people the hell out of here. And yeah, we need to do I it with totally tickets. agree. And I, I hate it. And that's the thing. I've never heard of anybody getting a ticket for that, despite the fact that it's a ticketable offense. But I've heard of plenty of people being like, yeah, I got pulled over for going five over in a speed trap, no speed trap. And, uh, you know just that's how it works
0: abolish speeding tickets
1: <laughs> I, I i so you know i hate speeding tickets and i want to be clear about this i have not received a speeding ticket um but i i hate them because to me the biggest problem with speeding tickets is how selectively it's enforced right you know it's you can be going 20 miles over and if it's just a eh, flow of traffic who gives a shit you know fine you can be going five miles over, and if the cop decides I'm going to pull you over, uh, you get a ticket. And, like, yep. there's no defense. You know what I mean? It's like, yep, I was definitely going over the limit, yep. but it's but but it's so subjective. Like, there's no – like, either ticket everybody for speeding or ticket nobody for speeding, but don't – or or set the thresholds to what you really think speeding is. But, you know, I get the idea. Like, if someone's being dangerous and going 40 miles over, even if someone's dangerous and going 20 miles over, get them. Yeah. But if there's no danger, then it's, what are we doing here? We're just, now we're just tick I feel like it's just a revenue generator at that point. Just trying to get some money.
0: For sure. Gotta, gotta hit a quota. Yep. There's some departments out there that'd be like, Oh, there's no quota, but there's some that there's like, there's quotas, but whatever. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just quota meet quotas and generate revenue and piss people off and raise their insurance rates and all that.
1: Well, that's the thing, right? Like it, it's I, one of the things I think is interesting is um, I always tell people when they act like not, when they ask, I just unsolicitedly give people advice on things. Cause I don't know. <laughs> I think that's just how it works. Um, I like to go seven miles over the speed limit, Okay, which is a weird number. I know, but, In Ohio, anyway. I know where you're going with this, I think. Yeah, in Ohio, if you're five miles over, you can get a ticket, but you don't get any points on your license for speeding. Yep. So, like, in a 70, if I'm going 75, I can go 75, and if they pull me over, the worst that can happen is I pay a hundred and some dollar fine, but I don't get any points on my license, so my insurance doesn't go up as a result. And, um, you know... Uh, cost of doing business. Like, if I have to pay a $100 ticket once every five years to be able to go five miles faster to get where I need to go, like, it's not the end of the world. Right. But I go seven miles over because I know that most police radar guns have an error rate of plus or minus two miles an hour. So if I'm yep. going 77, a cop's like, I had you at 77. Well, I don't normally ever admit that I'm speeding, but if I had to, I'd be like, I just, I don't know, officer. I think 75 is like fast as I could have possibly been going. You know, For like, sure. you know, like, why well, had you at 77. Well, you know, I don't know about that, sir. I mean, I think I was going 70 on the dot, but certainly wasn't going 77, 75, maybe, maybe I missed the line and it was, you know, here to here, but yeah. I know I was definitely on a line, and and you know, 70, 77, no way. Well, I'm going to go and write this at 75 then. Well, I don't know, sir, but if you have to write it at 75, I mean, I'm not saying I went 75, but certainly that's the highest I was going. And then <laughs> then you make a decision if you're just going to pay the ticket or not and be like, yep, I was definitely going 77, so here's here's your money. Go ahead and write that off.
0: Yeah, I thought you were going with uh, the error of yeah. whatever those speed guns are. Yeah, they're
1: usually plus or minus 2. Um, yeah. They might be better now, but like, you know, from what I've seen, it's plus. Normally, if you're will- here's the other thing. Normally, if you're willing to admit that you're going seventy five and you're sp- you're willing to admit to speeding, they're like, yeah, okay, admitted to speeding, and they'll write seventy five. Admitted to going seventy five. Seventy five is what I want. Pay the ticket at seventy five. It's a lower ticket, and uh, like I said, no points. So yeah. that's always the key is no points.
0: For sure. Yeah. I so I ended up with a speeding ticket in college. And it was totally ridiculous. Um, so it was a two-lane state route uh, in BFE, Ohio.
1: All the tickets in the world are issued there. Like, yeah. I always say, if I ever get a ticket on 270 or on 71, like I must have really fucked up. Because, I must like, have really deserved it. Yeah, exactly. Because that's not where you get your tickets. You get your tickets driving in up BFE. to BFE fucking michigan going up you know 75 or whatever and just like oh yep drove through lima and there was a dairy dream and in front of the dairy dream we had you clock we had a speed limit that went from 35 to 20 to 45 to 10 to 50 to 7 and you happen to be going 50 and that's (laughs) 7
0: you happen to go 50 the whole way yep
1: yep because there were just cows but we we set arbitrary speed limits just randomly throughout just for fun
0: Yeah. So the speed limit on this was 55 all the way from state route to U S route where my exit was. And so I leave town and there is like one or two speed limit signs. All this whole like 20 minute drag of just straight. There is two curves from where I left town to the U S route that I was getting on. And, um, so, I'm, like, just driving, you know, listening to music or whatever. And I am less than a mile from getting on off of this state route. And here comes a state trooper going the opposite direction as me. Yep. And I guess, I think he clocked me at, like, 63. And it's a 55.
1: Yep. Might as well be a felon.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I- And, like...
1: All I hear is law-breaking.
0: Yeah. And uh, so, I don't even get all the way down. He passes me, and I look in my rear view, and he is off taking a U-turn in someone's field and getting back on the road. I'm like, that's probably more shitty than me going 63 to 55. (laughs) I'm like... You just destroyed some farmer's field. Thanks. Um, pulls me over. And I like pull over in someone's driveway because there's nowhere to pull off. Yeah. Comes up to this car. It's like, son, how fast are you going? <laughs> like, I don't know, 60. And he's like, "Do you know, the speed limit on this road. He's real like angry. Yeah, with me. they always are. Oh. So angry with me. And I'm like, uh. 60 he's like no it's 55 he's like so mean and aggressive like i'm not be, i'm not exaggerating this <laughs> and uh i was like oh well sorry like yeah i, I don't I know what else to do yeah i huh. said sorry <laughs> well, Like
1: i'll let some blood out like i don't know what we're supposed to <laughs> yeah, do you to want do me here? to
0: like bleed out or yeah. what license registration proof of insurance fuck (laughs) you. Yep. So I give it all to him and he like goes back and I'm just like, ah, fuck. I'm like getting a ticket. I'm in college. Like, I don't even own this car. Like my parents, blah, blah, blah. And, um, like this and that. And, um, Oh, the, the key thing about this story. Um, that I forgot to mention is uh, it's like colder months here in Ohio. It was probably like October, November. Okay, Yeah. And uh, I am wearing a hoodie, uh, like a big hoodie and uh, a beanie, of course. And so he's probably profiling me as a stoner because that's what stoners wear, even though I'm not. And uh,
1: not a stoner folks, not listeners, just not a stoner, not, not, not sexual. Not nothing sexual and not a yeah. stoner. Yeah. Just can't stress. <laughs> we probably nothing. we probably say nothing sexual and, one more time just to make sure. Yeah. Just know yeah. we know. Okay. Yeah. And Good. So
0: he, as he like takes my license registration proof insurance and says, fuck you. Um, not literally. Uh, he, with his eyes. Yeah. With he, his eyes. He, he's like, he, I fucking hate this he, guy. He,
1: Fucked Cam with his eyes. That's what I. That's what I just. But nothing heard. sexual. <laughs> well, it sounds like maybe that <laughs> to... Lie detector test determined that was a lie.
0: Anyway, he's like, um, he goes, smells like wean the car, and I just like look at him. I'm like, what? And I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> so he then he goes back to his car, takes all my stuff. He's back there for. Jesus, who knows how long? It felt like eternity, right? He comes back, and he's like, "Son, I see your records clean, but I'm giving you a ticket anyway." <laughs> I'm like, "You're a piece of shit." Yeah, like I didn't say no. It, but of course I thought not. It.
1: Yeah, it's it's a great way to end up on the curb.
0: Yeah, it's a good way to like step out of the car and yeah. get your ass beat. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Um, but yeah, he, he's like records clean, but I'm giving you a ticket I, anyway. But it's not anymore. teach you a lesson. Yeah.
1: Record's cleaned, but it's not going to be for long. Yeah. Here's your ticket. Yeah. And,
0: um, yeah, he gives me the ticket. He gives my stuff back. He's like, that weed must just be, like, some lotion or something in that car.
1: Must be, because there's no <laughs> weed. Like, yeah. I don't know what to tell must you. Be. Must be. Like, I
0: don't weed. know what to tell
1: you. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that was that was me getting a speeding ticket, and I hated everything moment of it
1: i am um, i've been pulled over a few times and i do have some tickets none of them are for speeding mine are for utter nonsense reasons but uh i always make the cop <laughs> shake my hand when we're done
0: <laughs> wait what
1: so like so i got my ticket i have two tickets one one i was involved in an accident where i i bumped into the back of somebody and they wanted to make a big deal of it. So you get a ticket uh, for a clear distance ahead, you know, cause you didn't. Yeah. I have two tickets. Both are for assuring clear distance ahead. One, I bumped into somebody the other uh, I got an assuring clear distance ahead ticket because I was um, going 55 miles an hour in a 55 zone, but I was within four car lengths of the car in front of me. Um, and since I was going fifty five, I should have had five and a half car lengths, and so I was too close to the car, and so they gave me a ticket. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. That is a that is so. That I'll tell that's that. a true story. That's a true story. I'll tell that story. So I'm driving up to. I had um, a couple of friends who uh, students. Uh, they were getting their PhDs at the University of Michigan, so I was driving up to Ann Arbor to visit them for the weekend. It was Fourth of July weekend, so you know, big big weekend for tickets. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Going up 75, just like I was saying, you know, in the middle of nowhere, you know, far from home, you know, about an hour and a half out of Columbus. So, you know, far enough away that they know I'm not going to challenge any tickets. And um, I'm driving uh, speed limits, like 50, 55 on some like county road kind of a thing. I'm going right around the speed limit. Maybe it was 50 and I was going 55, but, you know, I'm going like going like right along. There's a car in front of me. It's breezing along as well. I'm just keeping up with the flow of traffic. All of a sudden, the car in front of me, like, hits its brakes. So it's decelerating. Okay. It doesn't slam on him, but it hits its brakes. So I'm like, oh, something's going on. I better slow down as well. So I also slow down. And I see a state trooper coming the opposite way. And I'm like, oh, he must have seen the cop yep. and slowed down. So then the cop, I see the cop much like you turn around in Farmer Fred's, like, cornfield. You know what I mean? Like, whips around. And I'm thinking... He's going to nail the guy in front of me for speeding. Right. Because the guy in front of me was moving faster than me. was gaining on me. You know, it was only once he started breaking that I started catching up with him. So I pull off the side of the road because the cop's got his lights on. And sure enough, he pulls up behind me and I'm like shocked. I'm thinking to myself, why? am I'm being pulled over for, for what? So the cop says, "You know, hey, uh, knocks on. The- I roll down window, turn off the radio, all that stuff. Been polite, and he's like, license, registration, proof of insurance. And I, here you go. It was- he's like, Do you know why I pulled you over? I said, Honestly, sir, I have no idea why you pull. Like, I had no clue at all. Yeah, I was like, I don't have a clue why you pulled me over. I said, I, I said, I'm pretty sure the speed limit through here is 50, 55. I said, I'm, I'm." going right around there. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. He's like, well, he's like, the reason I pulled you over is, um, you know, he said, how, how close do you think you were to the car in front of you? I said, well, I said, you know, the car in front of me just recently hit its brakes. So I said at the closest point, I was probably within, you know, three or four car lengths. I said, but, uh, you know, overall I said, I was just, I don't know, like away from the car. Yeah. He's like uh he's like, "Well, you were you were way too close to that car in front of you." I was like, "Well, it just hit its brakes. I was hitting my brakes. Like we were decelerating." He's like, "Well, if that car would have slammed on its brakes, you would have hit it." I was like, "Well, no, sir. It wouldn't. That's not true because the car was hitting its brakes and I I didn't hit it." And he's like, "Well, He's like, uh, let me, he goes back. He's like, well, you know, you have clean record. He's like, but, uh, I'm going to have to write you a ticket for sure a short clear distance ahead. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, he's like, yeah, you were within, he's like, you're supposed to be for every 10 miles, you're supposed to be within one car length. And you said you were going like 50, 55. So you should have been five and a half, five, five and a half car lengths. And then you said you were within three or four. So, uh, you were too close. I said, well, but sir, I said at the closest point I was within, and I said, but he was decelerating and I was decelerating. And he's you know, he's like, I'm. Gonna, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm right. I've already put it. I'm writing a ticket. And I said, like, do you write a lot of these? He's like, unfortunately, I do. He's like, I've seen a lot of accidents, and so we're trying to stop that. So he comes back with the ticket, and he's like, here's the ticket signed for. It. And I was like, sir. So with all due respect to you, I said, you're doing your job. I, I know. He's like, I said, but this ticket's bullshit. I said, this is a nonsense ticket. I said, you know, it's a nonsense ticket. It's Fourth of July. I said, you're writing me this ticket because you're trying to, you know. He's like, I'm trying to save your life. I'm like, you're not. I said I, I and I, I'm not gonna fight with you about it because I don't want any of that hassle. I said, but come on. I was like, this is a nonsense ticket. I explained the situation to you. I said, you know I'm you looked at my license, you saw how far away I am from home. You know I'm not gonna argue it. I'm just gonna end up paying it. But I mean, I don't know. I don't see what the offense is here. Like I don't see what the offense is at all. And he was just like, uh, make sure to, and all he said was, make sure to signal when you. When you get back on the road, you know, cause you're supposed to like, you have to use your signal. Otherwise they can get right. a ticket on that one. And I said, okay, thanks sir. And I put my hand out the window. Like I'm going to shake your hand. I we're going to shake hands on this. Like, you know, and the sure enough took my hand, shook it. I was like, all right, have a good rest of your holiday. And that was that. But I mean, it, I, it was bullshit. It was a bullshit ticket. So like my record has again, two assuring clear distance ahead tickets. One, absolutely bumped into the back of a car, not going to argue it otherwise, my fault. Wish the guy the cop in that situation was like to the guy, how do you want to handle this? Do you want to just exchange insurance information and call it a day or do you want me to write it up? And the guy in front of me is like, I want you to I want to do by the book. I want you to write it up. So I got a ticket for that. Even the cop in that situation for me was like, I you know hate to have to write this ticket, you know, a lot of people will just go through insurance and and call it a day. He's like, but the guy, I can't the guy wants me to write it up, I got it. I'm like, sir, my beef's not with you. You know, I get right. it. Um, right. Um, but uh the other time was complete and utter nonsense. It's just, you know, I've never seen anything like it before.
0: Yeah, I um I don't agree with that second ticket at all. Oh,
1: I'd, it's nonsense. No, I know. I'm, I've never told that story. And you can you can play the game of okay. It's a biased story from me, but like, I will tell you right now, like there in any other way that that happened, I've never told that story to anybody. And they're like, yeah, you should have gotten a ticket for that. I've never, I know people who used to work at Franklin County Prosecutor, Franklin County Court, a lot of other, you know, like a lot of other County prosecutors. Right. Again, as somebody who went to law school, I know a lot of lawyers that do all these different jobs. I've never heard of anybody say. Yeah, that's a like that's we've seen anybody with an assuring clear distance ahead ticket for that kind of a, a thing. And if I would have had the the gumption to drive back out to that county on a day that court was in session, I probably could have gotten that ticket to go away. But they knew I wasn't gonna take a You're day off work drive and drive an hour it was, yeah, it was like an hour and forty five minutes. I wasn't gonna drive an hour and forty five minutes away to contest the hundred and forty five dollar ticket or an a hundred and fifty dollar ticket. Like just right. write it off and be done with it and be done with it you know and it's just but it was a bummer it was a bummer i i was a poor you know i like i just started my my current job so i didn't have a ton of money so i was like you know i didn't have to like scrape it together but it was like well i'm not gonna that's my entertainment budget for x amount of time right is this ticket you know that's you know you had to find the money somewhere so that was a bummer um so yeah you know I don't know. That's that's the kind of stuff though that bothers me. That selective enforcement of traffic laws. Um, it's what makes it just do not seem like real justice. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, totally like, agreed. because you know?
0: like if, if, for example, like if that, um, if that should be enforced everywhere, then rush hour traffic, mm-hmm. like everyone should be getting a ticket yeah. every single day.
1: Well, and that's the thing. For the long to this day, sometimes I'll be in the car and just jokingly, but you know, I'll be like. That guy's within two car that guy's going over that guy's clearly going over in 50 and he's within four car lengths. That guy, you know, like that's what you see. You see it constantly. All of rush hour, the entirety of rush hour is a series of cars that are going between 40 and 70 miles an hour and are pretty much bumper to bumper. Yep. And nobody gets a ticket. And you know what? And most of the time. Nobody rams into the back of anybody. Like, statistically, the cop saying to me, well, yeah, you were going to ram into that guy. Statistically, that is a possibility.
0: But it's super low. But
1: it's super low, and I'm in control of the vehicle. So I know that that's not going to happen. And again, and to me, the important part of the story is... We were already decelerating and we were de- the only reason I was within the car lengths is because the cop was coming the other way. And the guy in front of me saw the cop before I did. And so he hit his brakes faster than I could hit mine. But that's proof positive that I wouldn't have hit him because I didn't hit him. Exactly. You know, because in fact I did not hit him during that. So that's- I don't know. Again, that's why I said. That, that's what bothers me about it is just the selective. And if, if they wrote a ticket, First of all, if they wrote a ticket for everybody that was in that situation, you better believe that law would be changed. For sure, it would be changed. But they don't write it for everybody, and so it's actually worse because then they can use that in just like whatever it's every now and then. Yeah, just so whatever they want. So you don't know when am I allowed to be within four car lengths of another car? Right on seventy one. Anything goes on 75 in between Lima and Toledo depends on who you get, you know? And that's, that's just, that makes it hard for people that doesn't instill confidence in the, in the system. For sure. And that's, you know, that's a real problem that we have. I'm
0: losing confidence learning these stories. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. And, and, you know, I mean, I don't want to get too political, But I feel fortunate about the fact that it happened to me, and not some other people, because that story could be a lot. You know what I mean? Could have
0: turned out way different. Way
1: different. And I felt, and this is, you know, you know, I don't like. I know people hate this, but like my privilege is, I felt like I could tell the cop that the ticket was bullshit.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: And that's something I'm able to do. That maybe not everybody that gets pulled over is able to do. Um, you know, and that's, that's for me and that's for me. And I recognize that I recognize that it is a special ability to be able to tell a cop respectfully, but to be able to say, and, you know, there are some people that would be like, there's no way that you could say that to a cop and it'd be respectful. But, you know, but for me to be able to say, sir, as a taxpayer and a citizen, I disagree with this ticket and I don't think that this is an appropriate way for you to be conducting yourself, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, but not everybody has that luxury. And I think that, that you know, podcasts like this and conversations like what you kind of facilitate here allow people to think more about that. You know what I mean is, is, yeah. is, is you have to recognize that, you know, you have to recognize that it's what you can say to a cop and what other people can say to a cop are are sometimes different.
0: Completely different things. Yep, exactly. Most of the time.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. Absolutely. I mean yeah. you even even between you and I, right? You looking like a stoner, wearing stoner clothes, yeah. And getting pulled over, and me not, me wearing a t shirt and jeans and driving, you know, up to Michigan are are different. And so when we're looking at like you giving any kind of lip might have had you on the car, out of, oh, the, yeah. out of the car and on the ground.
0: My car could have been searched. Right. So fast.
1: Me driving up to Michigan with my Moritz College of Law alumni sticker in the back corner, less likely to mess with me. You know. Did, right. I think it's telling the cop didn't even say to me, like, you know, a lot of cops on a traffic stop will be like, would you mind popping your trunk? He didn't ask me to pop my trunk. He wouldn't have gotten in there for. There's nothing in there, but he wouldn't have gotten in there for any reason, you right. know. But, but for a lot of people that get pulled over, they're asked, "Would you pop your trunk? Would you mind if I look around in the vehicle? If you got nothing to hide, don't worry about it." That kind of stuff, right? You know what I mean? And it's it's, that's that's what I have going for me is that, one, I feel like I can say no, and two, they probably won't even ask me, right? They probably don't even bother me with that kind of stuff. Um, whereas there are a lot of people I know who are bothered with that kind of stuff or who are asked to search their car or who aren't able, who have to be, have to show more deference than, than maybe I do. Um, and so, you know, that's just something I think everybody in society kind of needs to reevaluate and kind of needs to think about when they're, when they're dealing with any situation is understanding that their life, who they are and what they're going through is different based on things that maybe can't be controlled. You know what I mean? And so that's something that you have to kind of acknowledge when you're looking at how other people go through life is what is their story. And that's why, you know, this is a great situation because you're allowing a lot of people to come on and kind of just tell like their perspective on things, which even if people look the same or from the same area, they can have different, they can have different life experiences. yep. Yep. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Yep. Totally agree. I mean, that's why I do this. I appreciate Mm -hmm. if people can sit down and listen to someone else talk, um, which like brings me to a point where, especially the topic of like getting pulled over and dealing with cops, and you know being able to, you know, communicate with them in whatever way we are. Yeah. That I do have like an episode with a police officer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like when when I tell people about like the podcast that don't know about it. Like, I'm like, you know, they ask, you know, what type of people who have you interviewed? And I'm like, you know, a financial advisor, lawyers, uh, et cetera, et cetera, a cop. And everyone's like, you know, I could deal with listening to everyone except for a cop.
1: And that's and that's too bad. Because even if you disagree with some, I mean, that's the problem right now with society. Right. Is that you have to even if you disagree with somebody, you have to be able to listen to them. For sure. Because that's part of this part of discourse is listening to people you don't agree with. Yeah. Hearing what they have to say, absorbing what they have to say, understanding what they have to say, and then not arguing against it, but replying to it you right. know, and, and keeping the conversation going. And when you're unwilling to even listen to what the other side has to say, um, I don't you know, I mean, we're, yep. th- th- then we're not communicating at all. Then exactly. You know, and that's and that's we're, we're
0: living in our own echo chambers. Absolutely. You know? And like, I, I just want to say, I understand, you know, a cab. I understand fuck 12. I understand thin blue line and stand behind cops or whatever. And all that. I totally get it. Yeah. Right. I understand where you're coming from when you say it, but if you can't sit and talk with the other side and you want to live in your own echo chamber and not even think about understanding what they have to say, then yeah, it's, it's a shit situation and you should probably reconsider because we're not going to get better. We're just going to get worse.
1: Well, and that's so, you know, earlier when I was talking about my ticket for um, sharing clear distance, I, I admitted fully, I was like, you can say, well, you're biased. You're telling right. this story from a biased perspective and maybe if you heard the cop's perspective of what he saw. For sure. It would be, okay, the the, the key is the truth is always somewhere in between. And right. I would submit, again, because I'm biased and I know that, but I would submit that um, the cop didn't have the whole story because the cop was coming at us and all he saw was how close I was to the other car. But he doesn't have the context of the other car breaking and me getting closer to it, but... Both of us decelerating. But he also didn't care to hear my exactly. side of it. He had already made up his mind. Um, you know, I'm a firm proponent of whenever two sides are talking, the truth is somewhere in between. It's yep. very rare. Sometimes it's not true, but it's very rare that one side is 100 percent right and the other side's 100 percent wrong. The truth is somewhere in between. But if you're not willing to listen or talk to the other side, you never find the truth. You never find the in between. You stay entrenched in your area, they stay in theirs, and that's kind of where you you sides live.
0: End. You live in the own little wonderland that you create that you believe is 100% true. Yeah. Without even thinking about any other facts that may exist without your knowledge absolutely or without yeah. your
1: understanding well and just and 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 you don't even have the fact pool to pull from like you know if if all of your world is one thing and you have nothing to refute that yeah like if if my like let's just for example if if let's say I lived in a bubble and my bubble was that everybody I knew, from, and I'm just going to pick a random city. Everybody I knew from Upper Arlington, and I'm picking that city because it's a more affluent city in Columbus. Let's say I knew three people from Upper Arlington, and all of them were criminals. Yep. Everybody I know from Upper Arlington is a criminal. So I'll generalize that everybody from Upper Arlington, like that's just a bunch of criminals. Yep. Because that's all I know. Uh-huh. I've never met anybody else from Upper Arlington. So the next time someone's like, hey, we're having some friends over. A few of them are from Upper Arlington. Oh, I can't come to that.
0: Yep. What they're all mean? criminals. They're
1: all criminal. Like I don't, cause I just don't feel comfortable around people from upper Arlington because they're all criminals. And this is obviously an extreme and it's silly scenario because, you know, again, right. like you're it, just
0: getting the, the situation out right. though.
1: But, but like impute that to anything, impute that to, yep. um, you know, I, I know like, again, I, I grew up in a town that's, that's, uh, you know, Northeast Ohio, smaller, you know, blue collar worker, you know, old school. Yep. um, I didn't grow up around a lot of people, um, like, especially, like, um, you know, we've a lot of, we have a lot of – we have a lot of – we in society right now have a lot of fear or a lot of xenophobia around people from the Middle East. Yeah. You know what I mean? There weren't a lot of Middle Eastern people, like, mi- people of Middle Eastern descent in my hometown when I was growing up. Yep. And there probably – I don't know that, but there probably still aren't even that many today. And so if your only knowledge, let's say, of Middle Eastern folk are what you see portrayed in movies and on TV, you know, like this kind of like terrorist kind of 9-11, you know, propaganda stuff, I can, I don't agree with it, but I can understand how you could conceive that they're all terrible people. Like, you know, if you've never met one that isn't, like, I'm not saying that's right, I'm just saying I can see where your ignorance comes from. Right. You know what I mean? I can see where that comes from because you haven't. And if you never talk to anybody and you never learn their perspectives and you never realize that, like, it's not all it's some or it's just how the media portrays or it's, you know, and this goes for any race, any religion, any creed, any sex, any anything, anything. If you don't if you don't get to know other people, other people from other cultures and other people from other countries and you don't get a world perspective. It's impossible for you to understand what's going on. It's, it's impossible. And, and I think that's the problem is that a lot of people who have biases or have, you know, xenophobic thoughts or who have anti-religious thoughts or who whatever, it's they've grown up in a certain bubble and they've been taught a certain thing and they've never branched out from it or they've been too afraid to branch out from it or they've been told not to branch out from it
0: or they've been told anything outside of it is wrong
1: exactly and so exactly and so that's why it's important to keep having the conversation that's why it's important to keep talking and that's why you know to bring it back for me i think a great way to do that is through is through comedy you know And, and so for sure i think a great way to kind of broach difficult conversations is with a joke and um you know that's something that's very important to me is just it it, people can say well you're making light of it it's like i'm keeping the conversation going yeah i'm trying to get an end road in a situation where maybe an end road doesn't exist you know but i got you laughing well i have your attention let's talk about this that or the other thing you know let's bring this up let's kind of talk about that let's Understand each other a little bit better Um, You know and that's why like Even in the two podcasts that you and I Have done it's been Equal parts nonsense Laughter and like point you know Like attempting to have poignant thoughts About like what's going on because For That's sure. That's the breakup that's what you need yeah You know and
0: and I think it's like an Easy way to follow yeah you Know like you can't be Like completely serious or Completely funny all the time Like if you if you bring something funny into it, it makes it easier to listen to or to engage with or digest.
1: Laughter. Laughter is something that I think as much as anything, it's a universal language. Every every culture laughs. Every culture wants to laugh. Um, Every culture likes to be in on a joke. Right. And, uh, you know, so if you can get everybody laughing you can get common ground immediately, and then once you have common ground, you can talk about anything. You can you can get into anything. You know you can then start to broach difficult conversations, knowing that hey, at least we we had that thing in common. We all laughed about that one thing, right? You right. know what I mean? We were all on the same page there. Yeah. Um, and then if things get tense, throw another joke in, you get everybody laughing again. You know right. what I mean? But but we're still. And then you can bring it back down, and you can read, re digest what's going on, you know. But that's that to me is what's important. Um, and 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 I just think that, unfortunately, over the last few years, I feel like we as a society, and not just America, like the world, has kind of lost its way in terms of being able to talk, you know, side to side, being able to laugh, and being able to find common ground. You know, it's become more polarized. Um, and that leads us to not being able to reach solutions to problems, uh, because again, I'm not talking about Republican. I'm just being Republicans, Democrats, whatever. Like we're not talking about that. I'm just being sides. Just everything sides of any arguments. Yeah. The middle is right. The middle is right. The one side isn't right. The other side isn't right. The middle is where you're going to find the truth. And I think that. Um, the world has lost its way to find the middle.
0: I I would agree.
1: And that's and that's what we need to fix as a society, is is finding the middle.
0: So. I I would agree. I think uh, I think that's a solid note. Agreed. To, yeah, we're, we're
1: uh, about, I was building towards an end. I don't know if you could tell. I like how you're
0: talking into your water bottle as you're saying that too. I'm thirsty.
1: <laughs> I just that was my that was you know was where I was at. Yeah,
0: you're, oh. you're monologuing your way into the end. <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: yeah. I it was heavy. That was that was a you know that was a heavy. It needed to be said. It did. Like, it, 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 I did. say
0: I say we're not solving the world's problems here, but like I think that is a solid like baby step.
1: But but here's the thing. <laughs> it's a little.
0: It's a good tidbit of advice for people to follow.
1: Here's here's the thing, is we're not solving. We're not in your office, you and I talking inherently are not solving the world's problems, Um, but we are solving the world's problem. Like this kind of discourse Mm -hmm. and this pervading society, this will solve the world's problems. Yeah. So this is more of a symbol than anything else, right? It's if we're, you and I are not going to solve anything, but if other people are also having these difficult conversations and we spread that to where everybody's having these difficult conversations yeah we will we the collective will solve the world's problems so, yeah I so it's so. this is a step in a series of steps that does that i think
0: yeah i like it uh hopefully people can start having those conversations Agreed. Agreed. if they had them before start doing it again right because you know we've been all cooped up forever yeah and now we can do things again. And so. we just,
1: we need more forums like this yeah. to, to be able to do that and to get it out there. Yeah. I'm trying. I know. I know We're you trying. are. I know you are like, and subscribe, <laughs> uh. like, and subscribe, <laughs> yeah. download, share with friends.
0: Yep. Um, yeah. So second episode, is there any, uh, other piece of advice you want to end on? Can I or... uh,
1: so? Can I actually? So this was really heavy to end. Can I end on just uh, uh like a, a non sequitur kind of story? Absolutely like just, not. So oh <laughs> No, I'm dang. just kidding. So um, I just wanted to tell this story. This is a this is another you know kind. This is a it's a bit that I'm working out that you know I, I asked Cam if I could do a bit, and he's like, "If you want to do a bit, do a bit." Like, I'm and not, the
0: fourth time
1: you yeah, got robbed, right? Exactly. The <laughs> fourth time my apartment was broken into, um. So one thing that I do like to do with friends and now that the, the bars are starting to open back up, I hope I can do more of it is, is bar trivia. Um, you know, I like going on, like go on random Wednesday night. And, um, I basically, I like to assert superiority over everybody else by knowing mindless trivia that nobody else does. But, uh, if you've ever played bar trivia, you know that it's important to have like a, a good team name, you know, like it's almost as important as winning is to have a good team name. So at one point, and this is just a ridiculous story that I I love. So we decided um our team name was there was a um there was a band back when uh, in the in like the late 90s early 2000s like swing music kind of came back in and there was yeah. this band called the Cherry Popping Daddies. <laughs> Um
0: <laughs> I've you, never heard of it. Never never heard name. of it.
1: Yeah, but that that's the name. Okay. So one week I said, let's make our team name the Cherry Popping Daddies is an uh, is an awkward name for a band. Because if you think about the name Cherry Popping Daddies, yes. it's a very strange kind of like off put. It's off-putting. For sure. So I think actually we were like the Cherry Popping Daddies is an off-putting band name. So that was our team name, and like it was long. But the, every time that they were doing the standings, the guy had to announce. And in you know third place, the Cherry Popping Daddies is an awkward or you know something team uh, uh, band name. So we go back the next week. So we're like, what's our team name gonna be? And I was like, the Cherry Popping Daddies. So I'm like Googling them because like all I knew, the Cherry Popping Daddies sang a song called Zoot Suit Riot, and that's the only thing I knew about them. But I'm like, let's look this up. So I was like, the Cherry Popping Daddies have a a song name called "Here Comes the Snake." Oh so, no! So I was like, let's make our band, let's make our team name. "Here Comes the Snake" is an awkward song title by the Cherry Popping Daddies. <laughs> no, it was um, it was "Here Comes the Snake" by Cherry Popping Daddies is an awkward song title. So that was our team name, and so every time, you know. And the, the, the guy who's running trivia is like, these people, like, you guys, really, uh, you guys really have a thing for the Cherry popping Daddies. And I just, like, I think it's weird. <laughs> so then the third time, so this kind of plays in. So then the third week we go back for trivia. And I don't remember the exact line. But I looked up the song, Here Comes the Snake. And I found a line from it. And the line was something like, here comes the snake it makes her body like churn or something like that. And so I put, so our team name was here comes the snake. It makes her body churn. A lyric is an uh, from the song. Here comes the snake by the band. cherry popping daddies is an awkward lyric. And so we did that for this is the longest team name in recorded history. And I know that sure. going in. And then the next week, our team name was snake means penis. <laughs> That was it. No context at all. It was just that part of it. Wow. So it was a long con for sure in terms of running the uh, running running the gamut of that team name. But the I remember when I took the card up because you had to give your team name to the person running. So when I took the card up, the guy looked at it and he's like, "What cherry popping daddy's reference is this gonna be?" He looked at it and he just like put it down and he just laughed hysterically. <laughs> He's like, you're going to make me say that in front of everybody. I'm like, I, you can do what you need to do. But yes, I, that is our team name.
0: I love it.
1: And then he kind of said, you know, okay. And the team snake means penis. And for those Rosie that haven't been here recently. And a few people got what was going on and they laughed, you know, but he's like, for those of you that haven't learned. We've had a team here for the last few weeks that has um, been obsessed with the cherry popping daddies and their song titles and their song lyrics And they just wanted to make sure we were all kind of aware of what imagery was going on um, in all of that. Um, So that's – I'll end on that kind of just absolutely nonsensical note.
0: I love the absolute nonsense note of that. It was great. And I like the, the long con of it. Yeah. And it took four like four, four weeks. Four weeks. It was a whole month of yeah, your life. Was a,
1: and and I don't know that we were there four weeks in a row, so it might have been like five or six you know, it was but it was yeah. like four attempts at trivia to get to right. to get to that.
0: I love it. Yep. Awesome. Well thank you so much for coming out for a second for episode. Me. Yep. Um yeah, maybe maybe we'll get you back in for another episode. We'll talk some more nonsense. Yeah.
1: Go down the road here a little bit. I'd be happy yeah. to come back for a third, but uh you know, I, I got a lot of people probably on your calendar, but Nope.
0: Uh, nope. No. Pe- people uh hit me up if you want to come in. Uh it's a lot of fun. Uh, at least for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh yeah, thanks so much for coming out for a second time and uh until next time.
1: Thanks, Cam. Bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Fatal to Prejudice. If you or anyone you know would like to be a guest, please visit my website at CameronChats.com and fill out the contact me form. Please fill out the subject line as podcast interview and write me a small blurb on why you or someone you know should be a guest. I'll leave a link in the description for ease of access. You can support this podcast by listening to it on your favorite podcasting site. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Another way to support is by becoming a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Fatal to Prejudice. Patreon is the only monetary support system. If you would like to sign up and support through there, I am forever grateful for you. Again, thank you for tuning in.